Rabbi Radinsky does not really need an introduction, uh, but I just want to thank Rabbi Radinsky for those that don't know me for Shiva the Rav, despite Ricky's multifaceted uh, And for me personally, it's a schluss to hear from Rabbi Radinsky because I'm hearing from a palate of my great grandfather, Yaakov Kavnetsky, I understand that he's a Therefore, it's a personal schluss, and I'm sure you'll all. Enjoy it, just as I will. The schus is mine. I want to thank all of you for the schus to be able to share some achshavis with all of you. I understand that I just learned now the Rabiankov connection. Rabiankov was my Rabbi Muvik. And I understand there's also a, a Rabnata Greenblatt connection. I don't know who that, who's that connection. Beautiful. So if not, there's somebody also had a very close Kesher, Kesher Nafshi, and especially in Torah. So it's a, it's a Gewaldigus Chus. I'll share with you a short idea on the, really on the Ascholos HaPausha. It also, uh, it sheds light on the soy for the Pausha. The parasha begins with a very strange, very, very strange Chalishus Hadas of Aaron HaKoyim. Rashi brings down that the mitzvah Baloischo is introduced right after the Korbonus on the scene because Klal Yisrael was Chol Shodaitoy. Aaron HaKoyim, when he watched Klal Yisrael bringing all the Korbonus to the scene, he had Chalishus Hadas. He, he felt, Mamish, he felt bad. That he wasn't included. So Hashem tells him, You're, you're going to have something greater than them. And what are you going to have? You're going to have Adlokas Miner. And that's the first mitzvah in this week's Pausha, Adlokas Miner. The obvious question is really twofold. Aaron Akwain felt that. Aaron HaKoyim was the king of Avoid in the base of English. The Korbanos Nesim that were brought, that he was that he was feeling bad about, he was the Makarif of those Korbanos. So Nesim couldn't bring the Korbanos. Aaron HaKoyim was the Makarif of those Korbanos. So Aaron HaKoyim, and the Koyim Godl, Chazal teaches the Koyim Godl, Makarif Rishon, Noitel Chalik Beresh Rishon, even when they had a lottery in the base of English, which coin does avoid? If the coin Godel comes, he gets first place. So Aaron Akoyan has every single avoid in the base of Middash. Aaron Akoyan feels bad that what? That the Nisim volunteered certain carbonus that he brought? You would think the Rabbanish would tell him, Aaron Akoyan. It's enough. Lahavdu like Korach. When the Machloikas of Korach happens, we're going to learn about it in a couple of weeks. So what does Moshe say? Rav Lochem B'nei Levi. Hama'at that Hashem chose you Levim. Vikashem Gam Kahuna. You're asking more than Hashem already gave you? So what's the pshat that Aaron HaKoyim was Chol Shodaitoy? When he's the one that had all of the avoid of the Beis HaMikdash. It's just, it's hard to, it's hard to understand. I always ask the Talmud when we get the Barshas Baloyistah. Unfortunately, this year it's already it's Rabchaim Kinevsky Zechatzadik Levroch. 
But Reb Chaim, the Chiyusay, I used to say, imagine Reb Chaim filing a complaint by the Rabbani Shalom that he didn't give him to Reb Chaim saying, complaining, Hashem, you didn't give me enough to Aaron Akoyan is complaining he didn't have a voice. So it's really mind-boggling. The Revolution doesn't respond by saying that this was a misplaced question. Adarab, Hashem gives him something. You're going to have something that's even better. You're going to have Adlokas Menorah. First of all, you have to know why is Adlokas Menorah better? The Ramban talks about it. If anything, Adlokas Menorah, the Gemara says in Menorahs, is Adloka Bazar Kshera. Adlokas Menorah doesn't even need a coin. A Yisrael could do it. The Shailun, the Rishonim, how does the Yisrael do it? He's not allowed to go in the Hechel. He can't go to the Mokka Menorah. So the Raivad, in his Pirish in the Torah's Kahanim, says that this opinion, Adloka Bazar Kshera, holds that the Neiris, the actual Chaluk of the Menorah that they lit in, wasn't attached to the Menorah. They were able to take it out and the Yisrael would light outside and then they would bring it back in. So the Menachas Chinuch asks, Hadlok Oise Mitzvah? The Gemara says in Shabbos that if you hold Hadlok as a Mitzvah, you have to light in the place. But that's a side question. But why Why is the Menorah now a bigger thing? The Rebbe gave him something which Lachaira, at least from an Avoida standpoint, is lower than the avoid that he's already doing in the Beis Amish. So it seems ironic that Aaron Akron feels bad. The Rebbe gives him an avoid that he doesn't even have to do it. Yisrael could do that. It's very, very difficult. The end of the Parashim. Towards the end of the Parashim, Klai saw a complaint. So Chalnu, Es Hadogla, Shonoi Chalbe Mitzrayim, Es HaKishuim, Es HaDiluim, and then you see Moshe Rabbeinu has tremendous, he's at a loss. And this is the Moshe Rabbeinu that never loses, never loses hope for Kali Yisrael. Never. Moshe Rabbeinu keeps on going. In this week's parasha, all of a sudden he, he throws up his hands, tells the Rabbanishalom, did I give birth to these people? All because they complained about the meat. They complained they want food. So Abanisham says, don't worry, I'm going to give them food. Not one day, not five days, not ten days. I'm going to give them food until they, it's coming out of their nose. What does Moshe respond? Moshe says, I've 600,000 men here, healthy men. You know what, you know what you didn't take by a kiddish. 600,000 yidin. How? How are you going to do it? Hatsoinu boko yishochim. You're going to shech all the cattle? The gay ayam, called the gay ayam, you take all the fish from the sea? Moshapela. Moshe Rabbein is questioning the Rabbani Shalom. The Rabbani Shalom's catering abilities? The Rabbani Shalom, there's a big chasanet. The Rabbani Shalom, there's a big wedding. How are you going to do it? What's going on here? I think there's a tremendous takeaway from the beginning of the parasha from the and from this from the sepur. It's all one idea. The emesis 
that today in the world, especially in the world of therapy, there's tremendous struggles with what they call addiction. I'm also in Chinuch, so I can tell you that, you know, five out of 10 cases that go to a therapist, the therapist says the person has an addiction. That's it. Whether it's an eating addiction, whether it's a, it's a, it's a snebuch, uh, to, to, to see things that are not kosher, whether it's, it's always an addiction. It's always an addiction. No addiction. So what's an addiction? The truth is, every single human being has addictions. That's the teva of a person. The abish to put into all of us uh, a drive and a, and a desire to have something that we don't have. Every person has that. Yeshloi meya, loitza masayim. Yeshloi masayim, loitza alba meis. We're handling with Rabbi Yankif's uh, Eneklach. So Yankif Kamenetsky's Atzal always used to say, there's a steer in Chazal. Chazal say, Yesh Lo Messiah, right? If you have 100, you want 200. If you have 200, you want 400. So Yankif asked, B'Shem Da'altur Slobodke, Yesh Lo Yimeyah Messiah, means you have 50% of what you want, right? If you have 100, you want 200. 200, 200. That means the person has 50% of what they want. The Gemara says, You don't die having half of what you want. In fact, the Alta Slobodka says, On the one hand, Chazal are telling us that a person, if you have 100, you want 200. On the other hand, Chazal are telling us, you don't have half of what you want. So the Alta said a very powerful idea. The Alta said, if you look in the Chazal of, of Oyev Kesef, Layizba Kesef, Chazal say, Oyev Mitzvah, Layizba Mitzvah. So it sounds like it's Mamish the same. It, both of them are not happy. If a guy loves Mitzvah, the Medrash says, that's Avromo Vino, Layizba Mitzvah. Oyev Kesef is Ephraim, Layizba Kesef. Sounds like it's the same. So the Alter Slobodka said a Gavalda Gavards. He said, it's true. You always want more. A person who's a Ruchnius, Reb Chaim Kenevsky, wanted an another Mesechta. He wanted to write another Sefer. Egla Rufa, another Sefer. Another Sefer on Yerushalm. He never felt like he had enough. He said, but by Ruchnius, there's a tremendous satisfaction in what you do have. You, you have tremendous simcha in what you do have. It happens to be part of that simcha has a yearning for more, like the Chavetz Chaim used to say. By Gashmius, Eino Domeis, the Chasit Avos of the other, says the Alpha Slobodka, even the half that you have, you're not happy with. You don't feel like, oh, I have half. The Chasit that you have is also not Avos of the other. It's not the other. You're not appreciating even what you do have. It's not shot you have and you want more. If you're happy with what you have and you want more, that's a that's a, that's a kosher kozach. That's the way ruchnius is. Ruchnius gives you tremendous satisfaction. And you're not supposed to be satisfied. You're supposed to want more. You're supposed to want more. But but you will have tremendous simcha. The toysvis that you learned, the chesed that you did, the kibahegah that you just got a deeper understanding, givaldik. I still want sifri. I still want the Mechilte. I still want you to show me. 
but I have tremendous simcha what I do have. And that's the nafkamina. Aaron Akoyan taught Klaisol a tremendous lesson. You could be a Koyan, you could be a person who works in the base Hamignosh, you could do all the avoidance. You always want to serve Hashem more. You never feel you have enough. You have simcha what you have. You have tremendous satisfaction what you have, but you want more. When he saw Hanukkah's Nesim, he wanted to have a chayuk in that list. Jebanishim told him that's a kosher desire. That desire of wanting more, not only it's kosher, it's a symbol for Klal Yisrael. And that's why Jebanishim gave him Mitzvah's Menorah. What's Menorah? Menorah is when the Beis Hamikdash is closed. Balayla. There's no avoida. You have the Ivarim from the day before that you put on the Mizbeach. But by and large, there's a posuk with Gabi Kotsh and Begem Tzavoy. At night, there's no avoida. Shkita, Zrika, Kabbalah, it's all. Balayla, it's all posuk. But then the Erevat Boiker. There's a menorah, there's a candle burning the whole night in the Beis Hamikdash. And that avoid is going on even when, when the Beis Hamikdash is closed for business. That reflects how a yid goes to sleep after a day of avodah. He still has a light burning. He still has a desire. What can I do more tomorrow? What what another mindset can I have tomorrow? What what can how could my day look like tomorrow? You know the chidor writes in the beginning of Arachayim. It says in Shulchan Aruch, the first simon in Shulchan Aruch. If you look there in the first simon in Shulchan Aruch, it says, when you go to sleep, you should know by who you're going to sleep. So the Chidoy has a Gavaldiga question. At the end of Chelud Beis in the Mishnabura, there's halachas how to go to sleep. Direction of your bed, all kinds of halachas of how to go to sleep. Now we're dealing with halachas of getting up. Why does the Shulchan Aruch bring down how you go to sleep in the halachas of how you get up? So the Chidor says, the only way a Jew gets up for Avodah Hashem in the morning is if when he went to sleep, he was thinking, what am I going to do tomorrow? If you went, part of how you wake up in the morning is that you go to sleep feeling you still you have something you need for tomorrow. You have an Avodah you need for tomorrow. It's a life of constant yearning. And the Abish is the Abish is Mashlam, whatever we're looking for, Hashem is like a master. But that's the way we're supposed to go to sleep. We're supposed to go to sleep with that desire. And that's what the Menorah represents. That was Aaron HaKoyen. Klal Yisrael took this Koyach HaTayva at the end of the parasha, and they put it into Gashmis. They put it into Mitzrayim. We remember the, the, the Adog HaShem HaYechub Mitzrayim. And that's why it's a double lotion. If you look at the Pasuk, it says, What's this Abu Taiva? They took the Taiva that every person has and they put it into this. Moshe Rabbeinu said, if that's what they're going to do, they're never going to be happy. When Moshe Rabbeinu told the Rabbani Shalala, how much are you going to shecht for them? He didn't mean you, you Hashem Chas Hashem, you don't have the ability. Motzolohem, they will never be happy. Moshe was not questioning the Rabbani Shalala. He was questioning Klal Yisrael. If you go back and you look at the Lashon of Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Will it be enough for them? Meaning now that they're, now that they're taking their taiva, and instead of putting it into spirituality, they're putting it into Midig Mitzrayim, 
They're never going to be happy. That was Moshe Rabbeinu's tainan to the Rabbani Shalom. And in that track, there's no end. If that's where you're putting your desire, there's no end. And that's the lekach of this week's parasha. If you're going to try to get rid of your tendency to have taiva, not possible. The job of, of B'nai Torah and Yerei Shemayim is to take that desire, which is part of the human characteristic that the Rabbani planted in each one of us, and to put it for Ruchnis. And if that becomes our dream, the Ebesh already will make it a reality. I'll just end with one story that I tirelessly repeat with the stifler. I don't know if we ran out of time already, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway. The stifler, Ayit came into the stifler a couple of days after Pesach. He wasn't even able to walk. They had to wheel him into the stifler. This was a Ayit that was already in the 90s. And he had a stifler. And he wanted to ask the stifler to shayla. What was the shayla? He, was at, he had heart failure. The man in the 90s, very, very serious heart condition. And he had what they call congestive heart failure. And they tried all different things. They doctors told them it's, it's, there's nothing more they could do for him. They said he has another couple of days, maybe he has a week or two. He's not going to make it. He's not going to be able to make it. Listen to the Erlich kite of the Yid. He wanted to know if he could continue counting Sira with a broch. Could you imagine? That's what a Jew's thinking. He turns to the stifle, he says, I have a shayla. The aloha is like the bahag, that if you miss a night, you can't count. And it could be some sheet is old, that if you miss a night, the brochas that you made, lemafreya, lemato. So I want to know my lot of count. And the only person I trust is the stifle. The stifle asked him the following. He said, let me ask you something. Did you ever miss Svira in your life? He said, I never missed Svira in my life. Never missed. He said, now, he says, I'll tell the Rav some Chiddush. I was in the concentration camp. And in the concentration camp, I used to gather 10 Jews. And every night I counted Sphira with a minion in the concentration camp. Disciples said, if that's the case, keep on counting. He counted. He died after Shavuos. Finished the Sphira. Nobody was able to explain medically how, that, how, how he lived. He had, it was, Kimat zero heart function. So they asked the stifler. The stifler said, a yid who has such a yearning for a mitzvah, Hashem is not going to turn him down. If that's, if, if that's where your tithe is, he never missed fear in his life, in a concentration camp. So as long as we put our tithe in the right place, the Rebunshim will take care of it. We will live through all the challenges and only keep on growing. I want to wish all of you gewaldic bracha, v'atzlocha, agut n'shabes, and it was a schus to, to, to be involved with such choshev of b'nei All the best.